Vincent Martello. Hey, Vincent. Hey, Vincent. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us <laughs> and doing our podcast. Us. No, thank you so much for having me. It is fantastic to be here. I, I, I love working with you both, as you know. So this is Aww. this is great that I get to talk to all your listeners. Thank you. They're really excited to hear from you. And I know, I know, we're still during you know writing out this strike. So, you know, we're, we're very limited of what we can talk to you about. But but you know, you let us know before we started that we can talk um, pretty much about your animation since those contracts aren't WGA related. So we can talk a little bit about some of your animation jobs, which is fabulous, because you're known as Phineas from Phineas and Ferb. Pretty, pretty big deal, I'd say. I would say so. And Bella <laughs> was like, Oh, my gosh, they're doing another Phineas. I am so excited. <laughs> She's Not like, sure he can talk about that though, Marie. I, I, well, he can say that he's doing it. He can't tell us what it's yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I can. I can it. certainly talk about. I can certainly talk about the fact that I am doing that, and we are currently working on um, the next two seasons of Vinius and Ferb. So uh, that is going to be super fun, and we are very excited for everyone to to get to watch those. It, it'll be a minute before everyone gets to see them, but because um, animation does take some time. But sure. we are all very excited to be back and. Um, show honestly like a whole new generation of kids uh this show that seems like it meant a lot to uh it's always something it meant a lot to like a my generation and the generation below me so it's, it's, it's pretty cool yeah well it's, it's a great show because it's it's not only great for kids but adults there's some adult humor in there too which is you know it's fun to watch for sure yeah absolutely our, our writers are pretty amazing and they uh they give us like the best material that we get to uh that we get to give to audiences i know everyone I, i've talked to the rest of the cast everyone is, is just so excited to be able to be doing more of this and for the, this show and these roles to be a big part of our lives still. I love it. I know. You know, we were just at Disney um, a couple of weeks ago when we were going through Epcot and I was with Jacob uh, and Bella and they were like, when are they going to do a Phineas and Ferb ride? <laughs> like, they need to do a Phineas and Ferb roller coaster. I wish. I mean, so many people have always asked us about that since like the beginning of the show is it's, it's, it's a pretty easy attraction to imagine because our very first episode and one of our most famous episodes, we build a roller coaster, oh. but I, I Disney doesn't really do TV series attractions. Like that is, that is something that they never really put in their parks. We, we, we were pretty lucky that we had like a um, kind of a walk around. It wasn't a parade, but it was like a uh, interactive attraction at like California adventure at Disneyland. And even that is super rare to have because it's, it's a TV show, not a film. Mm. And so it was weird that we were even able to get to one of those. We had that at the, at the park for a couple of years. I think it was there for like three years or something. Okay. Well, yeah. we have seen a Phineas walking around. <laughs> we That's true. Once we, in do, a while. we do have walk around characters and they're coming back <laughs> for, uh, they're coming back for, for Christmas at Hollywood studios. Oh, oh very cool. That's good to know. Fun. Yeah. So they'll be, they'll be back at Disney world. I'm, I'm actually trying to go down there with some of my castmates for the Christmas party so that we can like go see the walk around characters because it's been so long since we've been able to see them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're bringing them back out for that. I don't know if they'll bring them back or out for normal, you know, meet and greets or anything like that. When the show comes back, that's, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> well, if you end up there, you let us know. Cause we'll meet you there. Hmm. Yeah. I'll let, I'll let you all know for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about animation. So Vincent, can you tell us, because a lot of people ask, me and Marie here at the studio about voiceover and how to get involved with it. I know everybody's journey is a little bit different. Can you tell us how you kind of got started in it and sort of what your process is to create characters and all that fun stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, it's 
fantastic that you offer that information to your students at the studio, because I know even when I was coming up in the entertainment industry, I did not have really any access to to learning about animation or voiceover um, or becoming a voice actor. And the process in which I went about it was I was able to just audition for a voiceover agent because I was working in live action at the time. Mm -hmm. And because I was working enough that they were like, Hey, is this something you'd be interested in? And I didn't realize that that was something that was attainable, that that was a real job and career you could do. Mm. And I think because of so much interest now in, um, in video games and in anime and in things like Twitch, I think more, and even TikTok, like, more young people at least know what voice actors are and know about that career right but um it ended up being a stepping stone thing just as the rest of the entertainment industry is where i worked on a you know an animated pilot that did not get picked up but it gave me the ability to have worked in a studio and to work with a, a director and a voice director and see how you get directed in an animated project and how that's different from live action. Mm-hmm. And you take those tools and you use them on each project and you try to build more relationships. And that's kind of what I have always done throughout my career even to this point, which is just you do your best to keep auditioning and keep getting in front of people and giving your best auditions and your best performance when you get a chance to work on these projects. And it builds and you get, you know, you get a, a role here and there and then you get something very big like I did with Phineas and Ferb. And that mm-hmm. gives you the ability to consistently work and really hone your craft. Right. And um, and that's just how my career has worked uh, even to this day. Nice. What um, it, what if whatever you can tell us, um, what are some of the other animation projects that you've worked on that maybe some of the audience might recognize of course yeah I've, I've been pretty lucky to work on some some really fun stuff i mean phineas and ferb uh i, I used to play phineas on on phineas and ferb and i have for um a very long time uh at this point which has been amazing it's it's definitely the the most important role that i've had in, in animation it's not it's not really even close just because of the the reach of that show but i've worked on um another show with the creators of phineas and ferb called milo murphy's law and that was very fun mm-hmm. I worked on a variety of Final Fantasy video games where I played a character named Hope. So I worked on three different video games there, and I was playable in some of them. And, nice. Um, <laughs> that had to be fun. Yeah. I worked, uh, I worked on some Batman and Robin cartoons where I got to play uh, Robin and Jason Todd, and I also got to play Red Hood in, D- in the DC universe. Nice. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, feel, I feel super fortunate that I've gotten to, to, to work on, on those, like, a variety of animated projects and it's been fun. It's been it's been really yeah. cool, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'll get to keep working on oh, I'm sure you exciting will. animated projects. So yeah, I think I think the main question every everybody would want to know is how do you develop these voices? How do you come up with their quirks, their you know the the vocal qualities, the levels, all that fun stuff? What's nice about animation, some you know, it, generally speaking, is they'll give you both a breakdown of the character, like you get for a live action role, as well as the art. And I find the art very very helpful. Because um, I think that informs what kind of voice that you end up with, whether that means you want something that really fits the character in terms of their age and their size, or if you want something that comedically plays against what their, you know, what their body type is and what their, you know, what they actually are, are supposed to look like. And that's kind of how I create them, is, is, I, is I go about trying to find a voice that matches. Sometimes I pull it from things that I know of where I go, hey, I want to do my version of this person's voice mm-hmm. um, of, you know, maybe a famous actor or a person that I've met in my life where I'm like, I want to pull things from that. And I want to apply them to this character because they, they seem like they share similar traits. Sure. Um, or you just play around with things that you just create just because you think they sound good with the with the character. And you, you know, you try to give different texture to your voice and different ages to the voice. And that's what I always try to do. And sometimes 
directors really love that and they go you got it and that's you know that's that's the role and sometimes they go no thank you but that's um that's kind of the no thank you yeah that, that is kind of the the industry as a whole right. and so um but i like being able to, to greatly play around with different voices and to really have different characters when i go into a booth i think that's very fun and exciting to have that yeah oh for sure for sure. And for people that don't know, I know we're not going to talk about anything that is related to the strike, but you are also an actor too. And you started off as an actor first for TV and film and then moved into voiceover and you do both, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've worked on a variety of, of other projects as well outside of animation um, that I just can't talk about right, right now. Right. Um, Which we'll talk because... about at a later date, but just for kids that are starting out or young adults that you do both things that you, you feel is, do you feel like the acting piece obviously helps you creating these voices and these characters in the booth? Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, being a voice actor is, um, is being an actor. Uh, it's, you know, you, you have to be a good actor to be a voice actor. Um, there are certain things that you need to be able to do differently in a booth than you'd be doing on a regular set for sure. Um, you know, you need to be able to understand the instrument that you're working with. That is your voice and all the highs and lows of being able to, you know, master your register and master what you you know think you can do vocally for a character but and, and you also need to be able to do those things by yourself which is strange because you know acting a lot of it is about connecting with other people and about you know working through a scene together mm-hmm. and um in voice acting it ends up not being that a lot of the time because most of the time we record by ourselves right. some shows do ensemble records and do group records and everyone is there together but it is pretty rare these days um I've done it once. I, and you know, other than that, I've, I've always been by myself. Wow. What do you, what do you suggest to, like you were just saying, um, because when I was studying acting, um, I would take, you know, voice classes and speech classes. And then of course, voice lessons, right. Um, doing all these different things to kind of build your, your tools and, you know, um, understand your body as an instrument. And you, of course, your voice is your instrument too. Are there any things that you would suggest for actors to sort of, you know, I guess, you know, be able to manipulate that more and kind of utilize the, the voice more as a tool? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously what you just said right then is is important for people. And so, uh, I mean, I've certainly taken voice lessons. I've taken singing lessons just mm-hmm. to understand my own, my own voice and what I can do with it, what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, it's, you know, it's about taking acting classes. It's about taking voice acting classes. Um, it's about learning about uh, how you're going to be directed, how you can audition better. And I'm sure, uh, you know, you, you focus on those for live action at your school as well at times where it's important to know how to audition properly and also right. how to perform in a booth. And that's different than, you know, a standard audition would be. Right. And so it's, just, it's, it's about um, fine tuning all the little things and consuming a lot of, um, of material as well. Um, it's important to consume what is popular right now, whether that be anime or video games, or if you're looking to become, you know, commercial copy reading Mm -hmm. to do like radio spots, it's important to consume those things and know what these, the the performances sound different in all these things, just as they do, just as they, you know, as they do in the, in the rest of the projects that you teach your students about, you know, whether that be a commercial, whether that be an episode of television, the acting styles are different. Mm -hmm. And, And it's that way too, with, with with different vocal performances, you know, right. a commercial is not going to sound the same as a video game. A video game is not going to sound the same as like a Nickelodeon TV show where it's very big and broad right. and high energy. And so it's about consuming those things and knowing, knowing what is expected yeah. 
for those projects. That, understanding that tone of whatever that project is, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What um, Take us through a day. Um, like, let's say you're going into to, to do some VO work on Phineas. What does your day look like? And what is, like, if you just walking into the studio, kind of paint a picture, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, as I said, I, I always work alone on Phineas and Ferb. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll have made sure knowing what day I'm going in or knowing what days I'm going into have really rested my voice and also gotten just good rest in general beforehand because everyone finds this just as they age too, is, is it's really important to, to give your your body the appropriate rest, let alone your, your vocal cords. Um, right. And, right. you know, that, that involves, you know, making sure you're not yelling or, or singing a lot before a session and mm-hmm. getting up in the morning and making sure that you you know what your routine is with your voice and whether that means, you know, you have tea in the morning or you drink, you know, something with lemon in it or something with honey that you can kind of coat your throat with and, and uh, you know, treat your body right so that right. then when you start doing vocal warm-ups, obviously I warm up my voice and I, I do my own vocal warm-ups to make sure I have my pitch right and to make sure I have my ups and my downs um, of the character. And I, I work on some lines, uh, you know, and I, I make sure that my voice and my character are sounding right before I get to the booth so that when I get there, I'm not having to do all this in the booth and, you know, waste anybody's time. Not that it's a waste of time because people do warm up, you know, their, their mm-hmm. instrument when they get to the studio a lot. But I personally like to, to have that done by the time I get there. And then uh, I get there, I get my dialogue script, you know, the, the one that they have at the studio. And different projects work different ways on, on how large those are and whether they're just dialogue or whether they're dialogue and, and action. Mm-hmm. And then... I go. I prefer to stand in in the booth. Our, our longest sessions are going to be four hours, pretty much for anything animated, because after that your voice starts wearing, gotcha. and it doesn't sound good, and it doesn't sound as clean as when you enter. And uh, they don't want your voice sounding drastically different throughout the episode right. because it's you're be an editing nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I like standing up. I, I prefer to never sit down. Uh, Energy wise. Vocal cord wise, diaphragm wise, everything like that. Just you know, I, I like I like standing up, and I like being as open as possible in terms of uh, vocally. And um, then I read with a voice director. And um, what's nice with Phineas and Ferb is I, I have such a a good rapport with all these people that I've been working with that a lot of times we can work faster than a than a project that I haven't worked on very often because we they all know how to direct me best and to communicate right. also what this character is expected to sound like and if I do something that I know is just not right for the character, I usually even know by the end of like a scene where I'm like, that was not right. Right. Um, And and that's just because we all have such a good rapport and, and they can direct me faster. They can be like, here's the adjustment you need to make. And remember when you did this, it's more like this. And Mm. so, yeah, we, we usually can, uh, can get through episodes at a a higher pace that way. And it's great. It's very fun. And uh, then by the end of it, you know, you're usually, at least I find I am, especially with a character like like Phineas, who's so high energy. You leave and you're pretty much good on talking to people for the rest of the day. You're, you're, <laughs> oh, you're pretty much just like, all right, well, I'm going to go home and relax. I'm going to go you know. home and hibernate now. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it's, it's that way with, with acting in general when you do something that's very, like, taxing with a lot of high energy. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, it's it's not the same as I, I don't want to misrepresent it to any, any viewers who are like, oh, it's not like you're out in the sun all day, you know, you know, uh, doing you know roofing in july or something right. it's like no it's not that but it's just it's um it's taxing in a different way it's taxing in a different way of just like having to be on and be at a certain energy level for a mm-hmm. long period of time just kind of drains you so yeah. usually afterwards i just you know i go home and uh 
look over my work for the next day or um, for, you know, two days later or something, depending on how, what the break is and the schedule. And uh, you get ready to do the whole thing again. And um, yeah, it's great. And how long does it take from beginning to end when you're taping uh, like a season of Phineas? How many weeks is that? To the end of the season? Yeah, like from when you start, you know, from episode one until you end. How long of how long is that? How long are you working? How many weeks? Well, that that has always varied, particularly for Phineas and Fur, because our seasons have pretty rarely had the same number of episodes. Okay. So, like, some of our seasons have had like twenty-two episodes, and some of them have had like forty. And so they just it hasn't always been the same. So that one's actually a little hard to answer. Okay. Because some of them have been like a year and a half, and then some of them have been like, oh my goodness, we're working on this season for like two years. Um, yeah. And so usually by the time that I record an episode to when people see it is like nine to 10 months. Like once we get really rolling, um, and that's, you know, that's not, I'm recording one episode for that long. It's, um, you know, I've recorded it. Animation takes a very long time. I come back to do, um, ADR and to replace my audio, um, and dialogue and everything like that when there's been rewrites or just bad, takes on my end <laughs> that's closer to the release date that's usually within like two to three months of when it's going to be released okay my daughter had asked you a question a long time ago i don't know if you want to answer this you don't have to if you don't want to but she thinks it's hysterical and she tells the story a lot i don't know if you even remember but she had asked you what was one of your most embarrassing moments and you talked about uh, oh yeah yes. yeah I do, I do know that <laughs> um i don't know if you want to share that but she yeah no it's, it's fine i'm sure i'm sure people I've shared with people before. No, I, I was just, it was early on in, in working on Phineas and Ferb specifically. And also I was just still a new actor and, you know, you really want to impress people and you, you want to, I, I don't know what protocol is at the time. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a young actor and I was trying to do a scene that took place underwater. So, you know, you have to have that kind of effect of, of a cartoon character sounding very bubbly and sounding like they're underwater. And mm-hmm. I, didn't know how to do that. I, I still don't think I do a perfect uh, voice of underwater, but they can put effect on that. But I didn't know that at the time. And my directors said that the way that the professional voice actors do that is they do it with water in their mouths. So pour as much water as I can in my mouth and do it. And it wasn't, you know, for like a couple of takes that I realized that they were just laughing at me and I was like choking on water and like, it was so- <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, so, you know, we, we, we have fun. Uh, we have fun. That's I was being like, that's funny. Like I was, I was just fully choking and drowning, but it was, it was a great time. <laughs> no, we're not laughing. We're at laughing, you. We're with, laughing you. with you. <laughs> of course, of course, I understand. <laughs> I think too because sometimes you know, especially with um, fans of Phineas, they just look up to you so much, and you're just such a great guy anyway. It was such a great vibe, absolutely. And um, and so w- when she heard that, she was like, "Oh, so everybody gets tricks." You know, it doesn't matter. Everybody, you know what I mean? It just makes it more real, more down to earth, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's, um, you know, people in general uh, in in on sets end up not taking things too seriously all mm-hmm. the time because you have to have fun and it's supposed to be a uh, an enjoyable experience for everyone, especially when we're making cartoons right. and we're making, you know, content that's supposed to be enjoyed. You know, it's not like we're shooting... Um, a, a sad drama where everyone's feeling the weight of it constantly. <laughs> right. So it's like, why not have some fun and, and make sure everyone's, you know, laughing and, and having a good time. And that, that extends beyond just, you know, the shooting. Uh, it, it extends to, to how we want to have relationships with one another. 
Yeah, no, exactly. Well, before we go, are there any other fun stories you can share? Any any Phineas fans might like to hear any little little or tidbits? Even DC. Or... My oldest son's friend is a huge DC fan, and he's like, oh my gosh, Batman and Robin? That's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, being able to work on something that, that was DC um, was incredible. And, and the last thing I worked on with them came out in 2020, the end of 2020. So I was doing all my press for that, obviously, over Zoom when we were doing like the DC Universe uh, like they, they do like a comic con basically for, for DC universe. So they, 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 they drop all of their newest content and everything like that. And so everyone does panels. Right. And that was really amazing because our Joker in that film is, is John DiMaggio, who I really look up to. He's a very famous voice actor who has worked on everything, but he's, you know, Jake, the dog on adventure time and he's Bender on Futurama. And he's just been a huge wow. prominent voice actor for many, many years. And so you need to work on that with him where it's these very intense, wild, violent kind of, you know, action sequences. Um, and then getting to like talk to him about it and uh, receiving any kind of praise from him was was incredible. And I, I really hold that as like a, a special like career moment for me where this person oh, that I really great. look up to is, is you know, very much excited to, to be doing these scenes with me. And that's really, really cool. And, very, you yes. know, generally speaking, you're... Uh, whether it's, you know, people who are voice actors, or, uh, you know, or or just live action actors, the majority of people want you to succeed. And I think that's important for obviously, you know, your your listeners and, and also, you know, your students. And I've told that to your students as well, which is just people, people yeah. want you to be good and uh, they want to work with you and, and make you better if it's possible. And so it's, it's always exciting when you work on a project with someone and you realize that you all made each other better and you can like feel that. And that's the exciting part about doing something creative and doing something in the arts with other creative people is you're like, we're doing this. Like, like all of us are working together yeah. to make this very special thing that we all get to enjoy later. And um, it's super fun. I, I, I love this career. I love I love each job I've been able to have. I've been lucky to not really have any ones that I'm I'm not proud of. Um, and, uh, you know, even the stuff that you know some not every job gets to be the, the best job either. Like, you know, you, you do have to pay your dues and you have to kind of take these steps and work on smaller things and you never know who you're going to meet working on everything though and you never know what it's going to do to teach you a lesson about the industry and teach you a lesson right. about performing and i always try to tell people that where it's just like you know you might work on something and be like oh this is just a commercial or oh this was just you know a 30 second spot um but that voice director you worked with or this other actor that you worked with who knows what you're gonna what you're all gonna give to one another in that experience and you won't know until you know and it's it's you know it's it's a it's a wild industry but um, I hope that, uh, that everyone who gets into it is, is doing it because they love it. Well, listen, Vincent, you are so wonderful and you've meant so much to the studio over the years with all of your teaching and you've come out and worked with the kids and, and, you know, it's just, I always just love talking to you cause you, you just have such wise things to share. And I love that. And oh, you're you. such a good guy. <laughs> I loved working with, with both of you and, and being obviously just friends with both of you. But on top of that, working with your students and, uh, and meeting them and everything like that. And, and uh, it's, it's great. I'm glad we got to do this podcast. I know we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll do more in the future when we can talk about more. Yes. Cause you've got some real fun. Well, stuff yeah. We just, can chat about, but there, there's yes. plenty more to talk about, obviously, <laughs> but um, you know, solidarity with SAG and WGA here. Um, and uh, and yeah, thanks for having me. I do appreciate this uh, this opportunity to talk to you guys and and talk to your listeners and maybe students who are hearing this too. To oh, for sure, yeah. you're yes. one of the favorites around here. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thank you for your time, Vincent. And for anybody, um, he's on he's on Instagram at uh, the Vincent Martella, and he posts some pretty fun oh, skits yeah. and content and stuff. So if anybody's interested, yeah, we check get a out. kick out of it. Yeah. Our family will watch it every <laughs> once in a while. We get a kick out of you for sure. We get a good chuckle for sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Thanks again for coming on. Thank you both. Well, that was amazing. Oh, my gosh. I always love talking with him. He's such a breath of fresh air, and he's just so positive and helpful and just wants to just be there for you. I just love that. I just always love that guy. He's a good one. Yeah, he gives great advice, but he's also just a great human being. Let's be real. 110%. He's a gem, for sure. Thank you, Vincent, for joining us. And of course, everybody, you know, we drop episodes every Thursday. You can follow us on Instagram at actor101 underscore. Actor101 underscore. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. Bye.